Sorry, I didn't hit mute in time. I failed. Hey, you know, last week I sort of asked for some help for sound people and word people, and no one spoke to me. I know you just forgot because you were so moved by the word that was preached. So if, if you can talk to me tonight, that'd be great. Is that cool? Yes. Perfect. Now I'm muting stuff so we don't make a lot of noise. All right. Question. Are you ready for tonight? Question. Am I ready for tonight? Yes. <laughs> You'll let me know, right? We'll, we'll tell you if you were ready or not. We will, we will take care of you. <clears throat> last week we, talk, we, we talked about what? Does anybody know what book we were in last week? Genesis? No, but that's a good book. You're like, anybody know what book we're in at all? Second, where? Timothy, yes, thank you, thank you. I'm not alone here. That's so nice. Second Timothy, and it talked about, we, we, we talked, we keyed in on being approved by God, right? Being approved. We all like to be approved. It's, it's something we want approval from um, our peers. We want it from our, our parents, uh, friends. We even want it from non-friends, right? Don't you find you do stuff and you're, you're trying to act a certain way even when you go into a store because you're afraid that someone might think you look sort of like a dork. And why? Because you want to be approved by them. Uh, and what's funny, not funny, uh, the truth is in the midst of it all, we forget of, of who's most important that we should want to be approved by, and that's God. And we talked about the house. There was a great house, and there was gold and silver, things of gold and silver and things of wood and clay. And the gold and, 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 and silver were used for honorable purposes. They were for good things. And the, and the clay and the wood, just sort of junk, sort of trash, sort of everyday use. And God wants us to be cleansed, to move away from things of this world, to do what is right so that we can be used for honorable pur- purposes for God. That means we've got to be set apart. Okay? Set apart means not like the world, right? Are you with me? Because for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about what it means to be set apart. Tonight, we're going to start to talk about what that means to be set apart. Are you ready for this? Some, some of you will not like me at the end of tonight. I will share that, and I'm okay with that. Because it's not about me being liked. Um, it's about we're looking at the Word of God and seeing what it says. And then the thing is, you either um, obey God and apply it to your life, or disobey God and don't. Ooh, that'll preach right there, right? Ouch. You're like, what am I doing in this place? Who brought me here? I'm going to kill them at this point. I'm so excited for tonight. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. This, this, just to let you know, this doesn't mean I'm ready. Okay? Are, are, are you ready? Yeah. Are you, y'all are like mad because we didn't get our meet and greet time. And you're like, man, I didn't get my meet and greet, man. I didn't get to hug the girls or whatever. Uh, sorry, sorry, you can do that at the end or whatever. But um, y'all are excited, right? I'm just going to bug y'all tonight. That's just my, my job. Okay? Do, do it. Do it. All right. You took a survey. Who here took a, sur- a survey? As we were, I've got to admit, when we were singing the songs, praising the Lord, I was not, because I was madly going through the survey, figuring out the results of the, of, the, of the survey, which I got half of them done. So I'm only going with a sporadic half of the group, but that's probably enough, because there was like a ton of y'all tonight, and I can't add that fast, especially when someone's saying to me, I think the sound sounds a little bit off, and I lost my count right at the end. I was like, no! So, are you ready? Yes. The, qu- the question was, 
And, and I don't have one of the sheets with me, so I'm walking this way. The question was, I want to make sure I, I get it right. On a scale of 1 to 10, uh, 1 being least, 10 being most, rate how much influence these people have on your life. There were t- 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 teachers, we'll stay away from, from, from that word, there, were, there was a youth Pastor, which many of you sucked up on that one. Okay, kiss ups. Uh, there was TV stars. There were friends. There were parents, and there were Facebook friends. Because we know how important those are to your life. You may not admit it, but you liar. You you die by that Facebook friend that that remembered your birthday. You know what I'm saying? So here's how we rank them on we'll scale of one to ten on average of the the group. Which do you think was the highest rank of the most influence in your life? Which one do you think? Friends. Friends. Who else agrees with that? You were wrong. You know, no, but y'all kissed up enough, it made it close, all right? Now listen, this this is is how it ranked. Facebook friends was last, right? Y'all expected that. At 3.0 was its average. TV stars was next with 3.5. On a scale of 1 to 10, 3.5 influence. I think you have no idea how much they really influence your life. You think, oh, they're influencing. The way you dress, the way you act, it's amazing. Now, not cutting on you, I'm just speaking the truth here. Amen. Um, Teachers was at a 4.0, barely above your TV stars that you're aware of, okay? Then it went to youth pastor. I got a 7.7. Y'all just trying to make me feel good? I'll give you money. I'll give you money. Okay, next was friends in second place as an 8.0. And parents was the top influence at 8.05. It was barely... They they control your life, man. They do everything. They don't let you do nothing. They don't have you fun. They're they're against you, man. They really hit your guts. They really... Man, they're... Parents, and truth is this, surveys across the U.S., when it asks teenagers this thing, parents always ends up on top. You're like, what? Now, a couple of y'all, y'all were just ticked at your parents. I could tell by what you put on the survey. You didn't have to say anything. Oh, they're having a bad week or month or whatever. But as a whole, there's something about the influence that, that parents... And you know what? Parents seem to forget this. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you, and we think that friends... And I, I'll be one to think, well, your friends have more influence. But I, I, I do believe if your parents will, will lead you, um, that they can influence your life in mighty ways. And many times you've got to, you've got to submit to their leadership. But I took this because I just wanted you to see the influence in your life, but I also want to see this. There's one of these six things that can pull you down the most. That will influence you, but it can rock you the most. It can hurt your relationship with God the most. And that is what? Friends. The number one thing when I hear from youth who are trying to live for God and do what is right, and they, they, they come back to me and they've crashed, they've tanked, and they go, I don't know what ha- ha- happened. I was just hang- hanging out with my friends, and things went south. And middle schoolers that are here, let me tell you this right now. The friends that you, you make right now are huge to who, who you are going to be, the type of person you're going to be 
in in high school and passed it. They're going to affect the ways you think, the choices that you make, the things that you do. And if you're serious about being set apart, that you want to be used by God, used by the master of the house, if you're serious about that, you're going to go, you know what, I really need to start to pick my friends. But see, there's a thing that occurs because we just want to be accepted accepted, right? We just want to be approved of. You know, well, you understand, I try to make friends with those I think I'm probably supposed to, but I just can't be friends with them, so I'm going to go smoke weed with these. No. But, you know, you, you, you don't, don't give up just because you go, man, I just sort of can't find my niche. You need to put your standards of what you expect your friends to be way up here, because you're shooting way too low for, for the most part. Now, the Bible talks about friendship Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 is one of my favorite verses about friends. It says, He who walks with the wise becomes wise. If you walk with those that are wise, you will become wise. You know, osmosis will set in and it will rub into you and you will be wise if you walk with those that are wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, I have lived this verse out in my life. You see, when I was 15, 14, a guy named Gary Yeldell moved down the street from me. I'd lived on the street all my life. He moved in town. I didn't know much about the guy. I'd been raised in a Catholic home, and but I was at the point at 14 that God was just a God who had made me, messed up on me because I talked like a freak and didn't really care about me and just sort of sent the world off to existence. I believe God had made the world, but that's all he did, that he didn't care about it. And I, I met this guy, Gary, and um, he was a pre-preacher's pre, kid. That means his dad was the pastor of a Baptist church down the town, down the street. And he, he moved in. They were sort of strange, you know, um, but they were nice to me. And um, I would hang out with the guy. He'd invite me to church, but I wouldn't go at all. I would invite him to things, and he would sometimes not go. We, we ended up, got to be 15 or so, we'd ride the bus to school, and then we, he got to drive, so we would ride, ride to school, school together. We, 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 we became best friends, and I began to inf- influence him. See, I worked at the move, 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 movie theater. That's the best job in the world to have, because you'll have more friends in your you'll ever have in your whole life if you work at the movie theaters because I could at any night get six friends in free and a bag of popcorn and all that stuff. Any night. So I had more friends that, that year than ever. So if you can't find them, that's a bad way to get them as we're talking about friendship. Anyways, and so I worked with a lot of folks that were 18 or so and um, I would hang out with them. They drank. So I was 15 wanting to fit in, so I drank. Um, and um, and pretty soon I hung out with Gary and I convinced him to, to go with me to hang out with these friends. We didn't have to do a thing, but within a few weeks I convinced him to come and drink with me. The preacher's kid who had not done this ever before, I was the fool that he was a companion with because he got tore up by his pops and stuff when things crashed. We didn't crash. No, no one was killed. None of that type of stories. But it went south for him. I pulled him south. So, in, And I say this not in pride, but in my past life, before I, I knew God, I was the fool that pulled, pulled someone down. I know what it's like. And in truth, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just living life, just going to have fun. And I've got more to that story, but I'm not going to, to share, share that yet. So, middle school and high school, listen tonight about being set apart 
and what it means. And what it means in the terms of friendship. We're, we're going to be in the book of First Corinthians tonight. Who, who wrote the book of First Corinthians? Paul wrote the book. If you don't know, just shout out Paul. Don't really shout out Jesus much for that one. You really won't get that one right if I ask who wrote that book. Okay, Paul wrote this book. He wrote it to the church of Corinth. Corinth. Very good. We won't go into all that. But I want you to see... Oh, man, I'm like so far down my notes. It's unbelievable. First of all, Bibles, anybody else need one? Make sure you do this, and I will harp on this till the day that I... Oh, y'all don't have one to share either. Man, y'all have got to bring your Bible. And some of you tell, tell me this, and I understand this. You say, well, I come straight from school. I don't have time. That's great. I've got a great idea. Take your Bible to school, and then you can bring it here. That's why y'all ranked me a 7.7, right? Huh? I've never been ranked a 7.7 anything in my life. Now, First Corinthians, turn to, it's past Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, book of Acts, book of Romans, then you'll get to First Corinthians. Chapter 15. And we're going to look at this, and there's, I'm excited about tonight because there's two big truths Paul is going to teach here. And this is the first one, and don't miss this. Um, sometimes you go, well, you know, I go to church, I believe in, in Jesus. In Jesus, I put my faith and trust in Him, but I don't know how to share the gospel. I don't know how to talk to my friends. Paul is is doing this right here, and this is what he says in First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse one. This is what it says: Now I remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you you received in which you stand and by which you are being saved if you hold fast to the word I preached to you unless you believed in vain. He says, now remember the gospel that I preached to you. Look at it in verse 3. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. He says, I just told you what I got. And that's what sharing God with your friends or whoever you come in with is, what has He done in your life? Share it. Okay, Teach it. Tell it. And this is what I received, that Christ died for our sins according, uh, in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in ac- accordance with the Scriptures. That's the Gospel. That's the, the good news. Je- Je- Jesus Christ died for our sins and He rose again. He overcame death. That's the Gospel. Do, do we get that? That's really what we've got to talk about, and we're, we're going to key in on more. So he just begins to preach it. Now, let's go down to... He goes on to more things. We're not going to hit that. Go to verse 12. Because there's an issue that's, that's going on that Paul is addressing. Look here in verse 12. Now, if Christ is p- proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there's no resurrection of the, of the dead? Okay, now, if Christ is p- proclaimed as being raised from the dead, that's what's being taught by the... Christian church, that Jesus Christ was killed on a cross, that He died, but He rose again on the third day. And was He seen at all when he, before, he, before He went to a heaven? Was He seen on earth after He died? Yes, there were eyewitness accounts that He was seen, that, that He was real, that it was real. But he says, how can some of you say that there's no resurrection of the dead? Have you ever heard of a group of people 
Maybe you were taught by a very wise, wise man about a name of a group of Jewish people who did not believe in eternal life or the resurrection of the dead. Have we ever heard of those people? Heathens? No, no. They are called the Sadducees. You see, they don't believe in eternal life. That's why they're sad, you see. The Sadducees. See, this group, this group has been teaching that the resurrection is false. Like, oh, all that stuff that you believe in, that's good, but he didn't rise from the dead. And Paul's saying, whoa, wait, do you understand that that's key to everything? That he didn't just die, he didn't just live a good life and die, but he died as a sacrifice for our sins and God raised him from the dead so we could have a relationship with God. Paul's like going, you cannot throw that out. That's what he's, he's written all, all this part about. And look at here in verse 13 and on, because Paul begins to rant. I mean, have you ever seen an NFL coach sort of rant? Just go off. They were who who we said they were, or who I said they were. There, there's a coach that did that about a team when he lost in the last minute. Co- coaches at the at the press thing, they will just go off and rant. Well, Paul does this right here. He sort of rants, and I want you to see what he says. And if I could really scream this out, I would, but I probably won't. Now, he says this in verse 13. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. You know what? If Jesus Christ wasn't raised from, from the dead, your faith is a joke. It's a joke. We are even found to be mis- misrepresenting God. Because we testified about God that He raised Christ whom He did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, it's a waste. And you are still in your sins, you're still sinful, you're still separated from God. If He, if he, didn't, if he wasn't who He said He was, then it's, it's all a waste. Then those also who have fallen asleep, those who have gone before you in Christ, have perished. They're dead. They're gone. With no hope. Verse 19, If in Christ we have hope in this life, only we are of all pity most, of all pe- people most to be pitied. Pit- 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 he said, if that's true, if y'all are believing this, then your faith is a waste. It's a joke. My question is, first of all, do you believe that the resurrection occurred? Do you believe it in enough for it to affect your life to where you're going, you know what, I, I want to be set apart. Because he, he, he sort of rips on it, and he sort of sarcastically just rips, and then he says this in verse 20. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Verse 21, For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. He said, no, you know, if what they're saying is true, then everything is a waste. But in fact, he did come back. Paul even begins to write and says, you know what, he did come back. And you know what, he even came to me. And I saw him. And I want you to see a few things here. Okay? And and I'm so far ahead, and that's good because I'm just speaking. Look in verse 32. He's talking about being set apart. He, He goes, dude... Jesus, the resurrection is important. And, and look right here. Look in verse 32. What do I gain if, humanly speaking, I fought with beasts at Ephesus? 
If the dead are not raised, let us eat, drink, for tomorrow we die. Do you understand, um, what are the beasts of Ephesus? What could that mean? He, he fought like he was a bull bullfighter, right? In a big ring, and that's what Paul did for a uh, li- li- living, right? Probably not, no. He preached. He was preaching there. If you look in Acts 19, you read all about when he was there, and a big riot occurs because Paul is preaching the good, the, the, the good news. And it, he, he's referring back to that. And look what he says. What do I gain if, humanly speaking, I fought with beasts? I risked my life in there. What did I gain? Paul says, if this is not true at all, what's the point of me going out and Paul is beaten many times because he preached Jesus Christ. He is stoned and left for dead, dragged outside the gates and left for dead. They think he's dead. He is in, he's put in jail. He's flogged. He's whipped. All this. He, and he says himself, what's the point of all this if that's not true? Why would I even do it if that's not true? He, he'd be a nutcase, right? Unless he believed it was true. And there's many who've given their lives because they knew it was true. Now, look at what he says there at the end. If the dead are not raised, let us eat, drink, for tomorrow we die. Do you understand that if the resurrection did not occur, if we're on this life and some of your friends, you see it on the news, I see it on Fox News and I read things about, um, you read things about Tim T. Tebow, right? And he's six and one now, but there's still a lot of people that, that com, 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 comment that rip on his faith and Christians are dumb. You need to get a life. You're a joke. You, you, don't, you need to learn to think. I mean, they just sort of rip. And um, my question is this. If, if there's no G, G, Jesus, there's no God, and Paul writes it right here, and he pulls this from Isaiah 22 when he says... Um, let us eat, drink, and drink for tomorrow we die. Do you, do you know if God is not in the scene, everything's just a joke. There, you, you, you understand that without God, you just die and you're gone? That your life has no meaning, no, no point? That in truth, there's no such thing as mor- morals. There's no right and wrong. If there's no God, I can pick what's right and wrong in my own eyes. You know that guy from... Penn State that's, that's abused the 20 plus boys? He's not wrong if there's no God. If the resurrection did not occur, man, eat, drink, do whatever you want to because you're just going to die and it's done. So live it to the fullest and be done with it. Is that not a sad approach when you think, dude, my life without God, there's nothing. There's no hope. There's no chance. It's just a waste of time. That is one of the saddest things I, I see, and, and, and what's sad is when I, I read this and what Paul wrote, he was, he was saying that to them, and it's still around today. And you go, well, I'm not really debating the resurrection of the dead um, at school or anything, or the resurrection of Jesus. That's not a debate, so I don't see how this applies to me. No, but there are so many things of the world that are being debated all the time. Just like, man, you don't have time for church. Just live for y- your, yourself. Find the God in, in you. Find the joy in you. You can do it on your own. Now, look here in verse thir- thir- 33, because this gets us to where we were talking about when we're dealing with friendships. 
Because Paul is talking to a group who's being influenced by a group of Sadducees. They're being taught by him, and they're buying into him. And Paul is right going, don't suck into that. And look what he says here in verse 33. He says, do not be deceived. Bad com- 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 company r- ruins good more and more. Morals, just like this, like that saying, um, uh, "He who walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm." He does the wrong thing. He's he's almost saying the same things here. He's 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 saying the Sadducees you are listening to are killing you, and I want you to know this. Some of you. The friends that you are hanging out with that you are allowing to influence you are spiritually killing you. You go, well, I I sort of want to be set apart. There's no chance for you to be set apart if you stay where you're at. No chance. And there's a time, and you go, well, I'm sort of too young to have to make a choice like this. No, no, you're not. Now is the time you've got to make a choice going, am I going to be set apart or not? And being set apart, it's hard. And my big fear for you um, and it was in my age group too, as we grew up, and even adults that I know that are my age, is that we're allowing everything under the sun to influence our lives, but we're forgetting the Son of God and not allowing Him to influence our lives. And you got to go, okay, what am I, am I going to let God influence me? Am I going to live for Christ or not? Thir- thir- 34. Paul writes with such sweet words here. Wake up from your drunken stupor. Stupid. That's sort of the Greek that was left out. As is right, and do not go on sinning. He says, hello, hello, hello. Has anybody ever said that? Hello. Wake up. Stop it. This isn't right. He says, as is right, don't go on sinning. Quit buying into the lie where you think, man, if I can just hang out with the... The cool crowd. If I can just become one of the cool crowd, if I can just date this guy or this girl, things will be better. If I could, if I just go to that party, if I'm invited to it and go and just hang with them, man, my life will be fulfilled. You're you're suck. You're a sucker if you buy into that. Man, think better of yourself. Think better of yourself. God has made you to do good things, but you've got to be set apart. And after all this, Paul slams them. Isn't that great? You're like, great, you got more? You've been yelling at us the whole night. Well, there's a little more. Amen? Amen. Yeah, okay, I got two. I'll take it. Verse 34, look at that again. Wake up from your drunken stupor, as is right, and do not go on sinning. For some have no knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. Do you understand that in the friendships that you have, where you're, you are tanking in them, he says, he says what? He says, for some, man, they just have no knowledge of God. It's not their fault. They don't know they're doing anything wrong. They're living life. And he says, and I say this to your shame. Why? Because you don't say a word about God ever. You talk about everything else. Everything else. You lay yourself out and share every feeling, whatever you got. But God is never going to be a part of that conversation. No way. They might not be my friend anymore. And that is to our shame we don't talk about them. That is to our shame we don't just speak up a little bit. You know, my six-year-old son, you know, I find that my kids just, 
in their own way, they, they shame me because they do such good things sometimes and it shames me in my own personal walk. I'm not ashamed of them. I'm proud of them. Last night at dinner, he says to my wife, he says, Mom, what's 18 minus 3? She said, Joseph, that's a 15. And she goes, he goes, oh. So she goes, why, Joseph? He said, well, Mom, he says, uh, 15 of my friends at school don't go to church. She said, huh? He said, well, Sally, Billy, and I don't know the names. said, three names. They, they go to church. Oh, I didn't know. He, I forgot he was in here. He said, but the, but the rest of them, he said, they don't go to church. And we said, well, did you have an activity in your, class, in your public school class where you talk about church? He says, no. I, 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 I just sort of asked them if they went to church or not. And I said, son, did you, did you ask them all? He said, yep. yep. I asked them all. I went, dude, you are the coolest six-year-old kid I've ever met in my life. You know? And he says, it wasn't like in a big group either. He just sort of, I just talked to him on the playground and got the, at the, at at the cubby and, you know, talking about the little kindergarten stuff. And you just go, dude, can, why, can we get stuck there? Where we just go, let me just ask him, man, do you even, do you, you go, to, go to church? And even start to talk about, that's even starting, that's not getting to where you need to go. That's a great start though. I want you to watch this uh, video of the skit guys. It has a lot to do with this. And uh, I'm going to make sure the sound's good. Go ahead and hit it going and we'll see if the sound works. We'll even write skits and stuff like that. And there's a story that was written by two high school seniors of just two best friends. Their name was Stevie and Danny. And they met when they were five years old. And this, this is their story. Hey, hi, what's going on? Hi, my, my name's Danny. Yeah, I know, I'm Stevie. Hey, Stevie. Hi. Hey, hey, why, why are you rubbing your bum? Huh? Why are you rubbing your bum? Oh, because I got in trouble. Yeah. And I got a spanking and yeah. I got grounded. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You got a spanking and got grounded? Yeah. Why? I can't tell you. No, tell me. No, I promise. No, I can't no, tell don't you. Don't tell me. I can't tell you. Tell me. I can't tell you. Friends tell friends everything. Are we friends? Yeah, don't make a big deal about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I got spanking and I got grounded. Yeah. Um, Because I was spearminting. You're what? I was spearminting. Ah, uh, experimenting. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was spearminting with my parakeet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was using him as a test pilot. Wow, cool. Yeah, I, I duct taped him to my big wheel. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Why were you trying? Hey, why were you trying to experiment? I was seeing if he could drive the big wheel. Yeah. Yeah. He could. No. No. No, because I, I duct taped his wings down. Oh wow. Yeah. But his little feet were really grabbing for yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So I put him up there and I pushed him down our driveway. Wow. And then he got hit by an SUV. Oh. Hey. Hey. Hmm? How's the SUV? It's okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Petey's good. okay too. He just kind of sits in his cage all day. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of going like like. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Until I come in and then he goes. Cool. 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 Yeah. 
And yeah. he excited. Yeah, he wants to play with yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I got grounded and I got a spanking. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, if you got if you got grounded. And you got you got ground, grounded means that you're supposed to stay at your house, and you're over here at my house, and that, that that doesn't mean you got grounded. Yeah, yeah, I get grounded to your house. I have to play with you. <laughs> you're my punishment. Oh. Yeah, you're the new kid, and the new kid's always a loser. Oh. Loser. Oh. So. So. What do you want to do? I don't know what you want to do. 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 You got a parakeet? No. Loser. My my sister has a cat. <laughs> we call him tripod because he only has three legs. <laughs> <laughs> What's a tripod? Don't know. Have no oh. idea. Have no idea. Don't know. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah? You got some duct tape? No. Loser. Got a staple gun. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. And that's how our friendship started. Friends tell friends everything. Even in the most of awkward of ages, like sixth grade, when everything was changing, we still told each other everything. Okay, okay, mom. Okay, just get off my back, okay? I gotta go talk to Danny. Hey. Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, Stevie? Yo, yo, what's happening, man? Dude, what's cooking, man? Dude, whoa, yo. What happened to your voice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a thing, you know. I mean, don't get off on my grill about this, but um, my mom, my mom's on becoming a man. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, my mom says I'm becoming a man. Yeah, okay, um, I'll just stay a boy then, okay? It's all cool with me. I don't need to go through that. Whatever, yo. Okay, okay, okay. listen, here's the reason I called you up to my room, okay? Yeah. I need to make sure you're going to be at the Jedi Club meeting tonight. What for? Dude, I can't tell you why. You just have to be at the Jedi Club well, meeting tell tonight. Tell me, tell me no, why. No, I promise you guys I wouldn't tell you. There's nothing you can say that will make me tell you. Friends tell friends everything. <sighs> what? I hate it when you do that. Okay, 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 okay. Here's the deal. Yeah. Tonight at the Jedi Club meeting, yeah. you're going to be transformed to a seventh level Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your name's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. No way. Yeah. No yeah. way. You're going to be able to, like, levitate things, you know, yeah. and see through things. No and you can do that cool trick where you go, these are not the droids we're looking for. And they go, these are not the droids we're looking for. Move along. Move along. It's so cool. You got to do it. You got to be there. Wait a minute. I can't go. Tonight? Yes, tonight. You got to be there. Go to the Spring Fling Dancer, Shelly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Spring Fling Dance with Shelly. You're going to a dance with a girl? Shelly. That is so gay. <laughs> no, it's really not. I guess it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, you got yeah, me there. Yeah. And Shelly. Yeah, Shelly. Mm. She looks like Scully from the X-Files. <laughs> she does. No, I know. What? We swore we would never compare girls to Scully from the X-Files. I can't help it. I look at her, I see Shelly, I see Scully, I think X-Files. Yeah, she does have that lovely strawberry blonde hair. Yeah. It smells like my grandmother's begonias. I don't know about that, yeah. <laughs> Shelly. <laughs> mm. oh. Hey! What? Yeah, 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 you gotta go to the dance with Shelly. Yeah, that's what you gotta do tonight for all of us. I gotta live vicariously through you. 
Wait, what does vicariously mean? I'm not sure. It's on the SAT, though. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to go because you just said a really key word. Did no, no you've got to go to the no, dance. No, you said a really key word. I can't dance. Say what? I can't dance. What do you mean you can't dance? I can't bust a move. I can't get jiggy. I don't let the dogs out. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Well, can you sway? What? You know, can you sway? <laughs> no, I can't even do that. <sighs> okay. Shut the door. What? Shut the door. <laughs> and do not ever tell anyone about this. Ever. You're scaring me. Shut it. <laughs> okay. All right. Hang on. Let me turn this on. All right. Titanic soundtrack? No, it's my mom. It's my mom. It's okay? Whatever. Okay. Whatever. Okay, okay, okay. Um, you be you. Okay. And I'll be Shelly. Okay? Okay. Okay. Here you go. Here you go. Okay, okay. So, here I am with my lovely strawberry blonde hair, looking like Scully from the X-Files. I hope that some strapping young Jedi will come ask me to dance with him. Hey, Shelly! Oh, oh, what ho. Here's a strapping young Jedi speaking to me. His words fall softly upon my ears like velvet. I think I may shrewd. Shelly, would, would you like to dance? Oh, oh, would I? Would I? Oh, yes, young Jedi. Take me. I'm yours. Okay. All right. Here I go. I'm so sorry. Dude, what? Dude, you're not moving furniture here, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Come on, you've got to be genteel here, okay? Okay, all right, okay. Come on. Okay. This is for all of us. All right. I'll guide you in. Easy, gentle, easy, landing gear down. There you go. And now you sway. Hey. You just sway. Hey. I'm dancing. Wow. See? Yeah. I'm the king of the world. Wow. This is nice. So, yeah, Shelly. How do you feel? I feel uncomfortably comfortable. <laughs> yeah, and that's how we talked about everything. But you know what? There was one thing we never talked about was what I believed. You know, he knew that I went to church. He knew I went to camps. He knew I did all this church stuff. Even in our high school career, there would be times that he'd go, he'd be having a bad time, season of life, and he'd go, hey, will you pray for me? And I'd always lock up. I'd always go, yeah, sure. But I would never just sit down and talk with him. It was our graduation day. Called him over before the ceremony started. And I just knew I had to tell him everything. Hey, hey dude, you ready to go? Yeah, but before we go, I wanted to talk to you about something. Um, look, we're about to go to two different colleges here. And you're by far like my best friend. And um, I've just never really told you everything, okay? And, Come uh, on. Yeah. You're like nervous, man. Dude, haven't we always said friends tell friends everything? Yeah. Um, Dude, you can tell me anything. Okay. Go for it. Well, you see, there's... I just... Just, just be careful out there. And? Well, no. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, and I just want you to be careful out there. I mean, No, you... that's cool. That's cool, dude. I'm, I'm the one to tell you something, too, and it's kind of been heavy on my heart. You yeah, know? well, maybe it's the same thing. I think it might be. Um... 
don't stand in front of an open flame after eating Mexican food. Dude, come on. Be careful out there. That's like wear clean underwear. What's that about, dude? There's something else you want to tell me. Come on, you can tell... Oh, dude, we are going to be late for our graduation. Um, tell me in the car, okay? I'll tell you in the car. You promise? I, I promise. Okay. I didn't tell him. I looked for him at our 10-year reunion, and I didn't see him. Our 15-year reunion is coming up. And always, as I think about my high school career, and I think about... Steve, I always think, you know what? He's the friend that got away. And the truth is, each one of you, and each one of us, have those people in our lives where we seem to tell them about everything. Boyfriends, girlfriends, school, life, everything that's going on, we talk to them about. But we seem to avoid talking to them about the main thing. Well, the simple truth is, friends tell friends everything, especially the main thing. All right. I um just to wrap wrap this up, but just don't miss this. When I was uh, sixteen, you know, I was still friends with that guy Gary. We we did the drinking thing just for a month or two or three. I think it was probably three months, and then we stopped. Um, I figured on my own before I even began to go to church, it was just dumb. It wasn't a life I wanted to be a part of. And um, he kept inviting me to church, kept talking about God. When I'd cuss in front of him, he'd tell me, man, I'd really appreciate you not to use those words in front, in fr- in front of me. And it really began to make him, you know, you could see something. And because of Gary inviting me, I finally went and became part of a church and a youth group. And through becoming part of a youth group and going to a camp, um, I, I put my faith and trust in G- Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm glad to say, um, I'm glad that he did not leave me with no knowledge of God. Uh, because I, I, you can say, well, you, you had some knowledge. I, had, I did have something, but not, nothing right. And uh, my life is a result of somebody doing what they were they They fell. But then they did what they were supposed to do. And my challenge for you is do what you're supposed to do. The challenge of it all is this. In your friendships, you need to do two things. One's this. Watch out. Some of you need to evaluate. And he who walks with the wise becomes wise. And a companion of fools suffers harm. You need to look at your life really right now and go, Okay, am I going to be living for God? Am I, am I willing to be set apart for God? Watch out with the friendship that you have because some you do not need to have. And two is speak up. When you're around your friends, speak up. Invite them to church. Talk about God. What has He done in your life? Find, talk about camp. Find something where you saw God move and just find a, just a way to talk about it. Be brave. Be bold. Speak up. I'm going to ask for all heads bowed and eyes closed as we wrap up. And there's an invitation here. There's two of them. The first is this, and I want all heads bowed and eyes closed. That you're in a friendship or friendships that are killing you spiritually and you need to do something about it. You need to to step back away from them and step towards God. And I just want to be able to pray for you. I don't want to judge you, but I want to pray for you tonight. If that's you tonight, you're going, you know, I am in some friendships that I do not need to be a part of that are pulling me down away from God. 
it's companions of fools, and I, I don't need to be a part. If that's you, I just want to pray for you. So just meet, meet, meet up eyes with me, and just put your head right back down. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm looking on on the left side. Okay, the right side. Okay, anybody else over here? Raise your hand if I missed you. Okay. And there's a second group I want to ask, and that is um, you're doing pretty good with your walk with God, even pretty good job with your friends. But you know some friends have no knowledge of God, and you need to speak up, and you just want to be bold. You just want to be bold, and you, and you, you feel like God's put on your heart just to speak up, to so just to talk about Him this week. That's the commitment you're wanting to make, to bring God up at some time this week. That's you. I just want to pray for you. So meet eyes up with me and just look right back down. Okay? Okay? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. If I missed you, raise your hand. I'm on the side. Okay. I got you. You guys in the back. Okay. Gotcha. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Okay. Dear God, I thank you so much for tonight's chance to be in here to talk about things, Lord, that I think are so important. God, help us to be a people, a youth and adults that are set apart for you. And even when it costs us, even when it's hard, Lord, help us to speak up and not shut up. Lord, help us to have courage uh, to follow you um, and to speak up and to watch out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now let me finish with one last thing, and that's this. The winter retreat is a week and a half away. And if I can beg you to be a part of it, I will. If you can only be a part of half of it, we'll work it out for you to be a part of half, and I'll, I'll get you a ride home that Friday night. I and my wife and Jonathan Revis are going to teach, and we're going to still continue to teach about being set apart and what it means, and what it costs. And um, But I need this. Fortnite, there's a list up there. If you know you're not going and you're not allowed to be not going at this point or I will kill you. I'm only kidding. I'll just hurt you. See, Kevin told me he wasn't going and I tweaked his arm some. That's why he's got that, 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 that brace thing on. So, um, sign up for it. If you're, if you're not sure, sign up for it. If you're only going to come for Friday night, sign up for it. And I need you to put your shirt size by your name before you leave, okay? Make sure you put your shirt size because we are doing some pretty sweet shirts for this event. We've not done shirts in a while, but there's some pretty sweet shirts. But I, I know it. Hush. All right, we're dismissed. Y'all have a good night. Wait, wait. Next Wednesday is the Christmas party. It's in here, 6.30 to 8 o'clock. Bring a gift, $10 or less. Don't bring a ham sandwich and 5 to $10 donation. We're done. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.